that's some shit that you don't do. I'ma say rap on my nigga. That's some shit that I'm gonna do. Fuck all the commas. Let's fuck all some commas, nigga. Let's fuck all some commas. Do this shit wrong. Welcome to a very special edition of the Fantasy League podcast. This is probably the member that you've all been waiting for, aside from Liam Phillips, that we couldn't tee up to get on the pod. But he's agreed to join me tonight for a special reward from Gabe on draft weekend. It was the only condition that he would come on. And I want to welcome in Jake, comma, Comatone Gianni. How are you going, mate? Good, mate. Just before I, um, just before I say good day and start, I just want to clear a couple of things up. Um, number one, fuck you, mate. I've had two podium finishes now, and you've had one minor premiership that you flunked out of finals with Dick Licker. Number two, I came before Dimmons to Bigoey, so lick a dick. Number three, your conspiracy sucked. Number four, fuck you again. And number five, draft, draft weekend is going to be hell for you, mate. So good luck to you. Well, but, um, was, yeah, thank you for having me, Jackson. Pleasure. It's great to have you here, Cameron. You're a little bit savage there on me. What, what have you got installed for draft weekend for him? Are you going to steal his notes again, expose him in front of the league, or what's the plan? Uh, Humiliation is probably one of them. Um, I'm not going to go too in depth with it, but you know we've got we've got something brewing um, that we've kind of spoken about over the last couple of days, and um, yeah, it's just I'm just very excited for for the weekend, and um, I hope he's very fearful. And has Meg made me stuff things up and potentially made the goies the goies become stronger because of what he's done in trying to break them up? Yeah, we've we've united with um, I guess all having a hatred for me. So it's kind of brought us together, um, which is what we, what we love and what we relish. Um, as you would know, we love fucking, fucking around with people. Um, as I fucked around with Chad with his notes and Meaty with his notes previously. So um, yeah, we've, we've united together, which is nice. It's good to see that you've grown stronger going into this season. What do you think makes the Degoe so great as an organisation? Uh, I feel like we're just ruthless. That's probably the main thing we um, we do as we please and um, and we just have fun with it. There's some people in the league that I think don't really have much fun. They're just kind of there. Um, whereas we we try and have have fun, have a bit of entertainment, um, and the rest just comes. And you've been described as the third wheel of the Degoes and sometimes the meat and the sandwich. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, the the part I guess the party boy antics. That kind of comes out. I mean, I've got both two of the Dugowies that are both uh, both champs, I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm there for the for the antics, which is which I'm fine with. Uh, I'm more than happy to be viewed as that. I mean, uh, I'm putting on good shows um, through the season, but yeah. Sorry, your thing's just loading. That's a, do you think that people don't take you seriously because of your party boy antics and they didn't realise that you actually finished third last year on the standings? Definitely. They, 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 it gets overlooked, that's for sure. Uh, even the year that, that, Chad, that Chad beat me uh, by six because of, or by three points because Ingram ran a 60-yard touchdown in the last 30 seconds when they could have taken a nil. He's then got, gone and beaten Yoey in the final. Um, and I lost to Chad, obviously, in the prelim. And um, even things like that just gets overlooked But the part by the party boy antics. But I don't really let that, uh, let that hurt me too much. Are you happy to be 
overshadowed by your party boy antics this season and potentially let your fantasy ability fly under the radar and people are maybe a little bit surprised of what you can achieve on the field? Sorry, can you just repeat that? You're cutting out. That's all good. Do you think that you're happy for your party boy antics to overshadow your ability on the fantasy field this season and potentially just let that fly under the radar and you can swoop in and maybe become the third goalies member with a championship? Yeah, I'm more I'm more than happy for, for that to happen. I mean, the party boy antics is what I enjoy. And, you know, if, it, if it's going to get blokes having a cheap laugh, um, then it's going to get blokes having a cheap laugh and, and something that they can focus on. And, and then, yeah, more than happy to just swoop in, take my first championship and let the guys really, um, really be show force in this in this league. No, it's good to see that you've been able to do such a good job this season, uh, come up with the way that you've really set up laughs and banter for the league members. Are you going into this season as a genuine contender, though? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Uh, well, I was a uh, come third last year, obviously, and and I found some serious form come into finals with, um, you know, with Swift, with JT, with Montgomery. My team just was just in form and, um, and I think that's, yeah, again, been, been overlooked. But um, so, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm coming in good form and I'm, I'm super excited to get into it. And as you build towards this season, Comer, is there any truth in the rumours that AJ Green is being specced as one of your first round wide receiver picks? I'm telling everyone right now, AJ Green is on my radar. I know some people laugh at him. I know some people think, oh, this is common back to his old ways, but it's different this year. It is different this year. AJ Green, he's, he's ready. He's uh, a, new, a new team. And I just think that, I just think that he's just going to have a little, not a breakout year, because obviously you can't have a breakout year when you're 45 years old. Um, but he's he's going to be value, and and that's what I look for. Is that the same as Ty Hilton? Yeah, yeah. Ty Hilton, I always always have a little soft spot for him. Um, if he's still going around this year, I'll uh, I dare say I'll get a little late round charge at him. But we'll see how we go. We'll see what's on the board. Yeah, it's great. Well, the thing is, Connor, we got you on this pod tonight because people don't really want to listen to what you have to say about fantasy as much as that pains me. I'd love to talk to you about it all day, but I've got some really great questions that have come through from some fellow league members. And I'm not going to name anyone here, but this is an F1Q1 Murray one that's come through from a league member. Uh, I won't name who it is, but he wants to know, you got a fuck one, kill one, Murray one, Emily Hutchinson Turner, 40-year-old massage parlor lady, or Jay Barton's missus? <laughs> Oh, gee whiz! Uh, I will um, marry <laughs> marry the game's parlor because I just think that that if Gabe thought she was good enough, then then maybe she's good enough, and I might give her a chance, and it actually might keep her living in Australia for a little bit longer. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't dog out my brother Jay like that. Uh, Jay, if you're listening, I don't know if you still listen to podcasts anymore, but I wouldn't dog you like that, brother. So um, I'll kill Jay's partner and and the other one, Emily, I guess I'll have to shag just because um, I guess I have to. Uh, Dugowie's, we stick together. So if yeah. one does it, we'll do it. You got to link up as well. But just touching on the massage parlor lady story, how did you find out about that? So I, 
I actually didn't know anything about it until I saw the uh, the little iconic picture of some socks and thongs <laughs> and some legs, and you could just see a little foot in the top corner, and you just wanted to know what the rest of the picture was. And I messaged Dad to go his chat saying, "Gabe, inform me." Uh, and they've, he sent he sent in a whole a whole paragraph about his antics that night with the photo. Um, and I lost it. I lost my absolute shit just thinking about what was going through in his head. It would have just been fried and it is just like a story and a half. It's a story to tell the kids about, a story to tell the grandkids. It's a story to tell every... Like, I'll probably share it with my students, my year twos tomorrow. Like, it is just a story that needs to go viral. It's probably one of the greatest stories to ever happen in league history, if not of humankind that Gabe mustered up the courage to walk into a massage parlor at 4am and shag the 40 year old Asian lady. It's just a perfect combination of. I think, I think the fact co- that the fact that someone has then gone and, and gotten a photo of it, it just. Apparently it's a video. If, if it's look, if it's a video and I really hope that it comes out on, on draft weekend, if it's a video, because uh, boy, oh boy, that'll get some serious laughs, and um, and I think that'll that'll get some serious respect from um, from all the all the league members. No, it'd be a great thing. Hopefully, it's it's broadcasted live, and I can get my hands on it as well. But this is one that's come through from your fellow Degoes member, Gabe. Uh, he wants to know: Do you miss Tory? <laughs> Too soon. Um. You're actually bringing her up. Can we, can we just cut this out in a moment? Yeah, sure. I'll get lucky to edit this for you. You bring her up this soon. It's pretty um. Can we just go next question? Yeah, and that sort of flows onto the next question from Gabe as well. It links in really well. Are you insecure? Next question. <laughs> More about your career ambitions is what Gabe wants to know. Like, are you a teacher that really cares about your students and wants to grow and nurture them, or are you just there for the money to fund your antics? Uh, <laughs> very, very, very good question. I'm actually so tomorrow I will be um, setting an alarm. So I actually set alarms for I'm not sure what race is tomorrow. It might be Ranwick, and I'm not sure what else is tomorrow. But I I set little yeah sand down. I set three minute. Um, little alarms like on the on my sports bet. So then through the class, I'll just be um, having a little bet and um, letting the kids do what the kids want to do. Really, um, I mean, I love the kids and I and I I hope I honestly hope they do well. But um, yeah, with me, it's just really fun time. And how do you find parent-teacher interviews? Do the parents take you seriously? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So actually, this is. This is a pretty funny story. Um, I had one of one parent, um, very good looking, very, very good looking. Um, and she's, her daughter now is in Ryan's class. So gone from my class to Ryan's class from last year and this year. So I had a bit to do with her last year. Now Ryan has a bit to do with it this year. And anyway, last year she, um, her student was, or her daughter was spraying or squirting water on someone's face. And, and for her to have the, to be so comfortable to say this around us just made me find it very funny. She said, um, she said, I won't say the kid's name, but she said, you should always ask for consent if you're gonna squirt on someone's face. Just remember that, just remember that with your whole with your whole life. 
And she looked at us and gave us gave me a little smile. And I looked at Ryan and I said, please tell me you heard that because uh, <laughs> that is... And she just said, you know what I mean, boys. And, and I looked at Ryan and I was like, yeah, we know what you mean. Um, what a naughty means. How old was she? Yeah, genuine naughty. Um, she's probably about 40 odd, but she's pretty good looking. Um, but for her to be that comfortable around us, I guess it just shows I don't really take us too seriously. So Definitely. And with the children, like, how do you find rocking up on a Monday morning after you have quite a, a hefty weekend on the, on the bag? Terrible. I mean, uh, terrible. If, if I have had a big week, it's um, Monday morning to be pretty, pretty light. Um, or if I've gone like, I guess the, the time I went through on a Thursday night, went through to school on a Friday, then, um, then yeah, that that was a serious struggle. Was that the rugby, the night of the rugby? Yeah, the the night that rugby was uh, the return of rugby, and I guess I was just really fizzed and excited that it, that sport was back. So we just went out for a few beers, and that led into um, I guess being at being at the dealer's place um, at two or three in the morning, and then yeah, we we're five in the morning finishing whatever we we're finishing and found Limitless Drugs. I don't know if you've seen the movie Limitless. We found them. They're like these things that make you like concentrate heaps. And I thought, fuck, this is perfect for school. Um, so I started racking them up and um, and then, yeah, looked at the time and it was 6.30. And I said, well, boys, we better head to work. And the two boys I was with were like, fuck that. I'm not working there. I've got it off. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was up shit creek. And I, I realised at that point that I fucked up and that I should have just headed off. But, um yeah, we battled through. And, well, it seems um, like that was a low point for you, Connor, but you haven't really addressed your actions. Do you think that you're a detriment to yourself moving forward and you need help? Probably. Probably. I've, uh, I've reached out to certain group chats and, um, and, and they probably know I need help, but I'm just currently not getting it. I think I actually messaged a teaching, a teaching group chat one night when I was off my head saying... <laughs> I don't, and this is, this is a true story. I, I actually, I actually messaged him. I had a few Mitsubishis and it was like four in the morning and I messaged him saying, guys, I'm a genuine lost cause. Can someone actually please help me? <laughs> and, and I woke, I woke up the next day and I looked, I looked, in there, I looked at my Instagram and looked at the message and I had three different messages and then two teachers messaged me privately just saying, hope you're all good and, and whatnot. And, and, I ended up catching up for dinner with them, um, with them on the Sunday. Caught up for dinner with a couple of them, and um, I went in the pokies and I put like fifty through the pokies and won like five hundred and fifty, and just had no feeling, and just took the money and just like I was like I'm going home, and just went home and crashed out. So there's there has been people that have been trying to help me, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, that the thing is, coming. This is like you mentioned. This is your life now, and you just got to embrace it now. And I think the thing is, like, you, you almost influenced me last year. He wanted to be like you, in a way. Yeah, um, I guess it's exciting times for me because um, me, obviously, you'll be listening to this. It's fucking, it's a good life. Um, and you, you do some pretty fucking sick shit. So, uh, Meaty, just keep going the way you're going, mate. Super proud of you. Super proud of the person that you've become. Um, if you ever need any, any tips, you ever need a someone to speak to, someone to look up. I'm here, mate. All right. So, yeah. I love hearing that from you, Comi. You've got that real 
live fast, die young attitude. And you're a real testament to yourself, mate, what you've achieved since becoming the youngest ever player to win a Sanford Reserves Grand Final to where you are now. It's, it's really good to see. Um, but this is one that's come from Macca. It's another fuck one, kill one, marry one. They seem to be quite successful. I don't know who this first person is, but it's Madeline Klein, Tori Rowe, or Margot Robbie. <laughs> Oh, Madeline Clyde and Margot Robbie in the same one. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, Madeline Klein. So she's she's from Out of the Banks for anyone not realising that's Sarah Cameron. Um, I would marry... Oh, I'm sorry, Madeline. I'm going to have to marry Margot. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go on... A massive, can I, instead of a, instead of a fuck, can I go on like a massive 24 hour date with her so I can just like fuck her a couple of times at least? Yeah, that's with fine. Madeline. Sweet. That's with Madeline. And so you're killing Tori. I'm so sorry. Sorry. So there's no chance she's getting back together after that one. Comments really uh, put the nail in the coffin there, unfortunately, I think. No, no, no but that, that's like. Yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, okay. It's Margot Robbie though and Madeline Klein, I mean. Yeah, yeah, you've just dug yourself even deeper into the whole communes aren't getting back together, unfortunately, now. But this is the one that's come up from Next Gaddy. question. Next question, enough of that. Gaddy has said, if there's a line of Coke, a Euro, and an MDMA cap sitting on the table in front of you, which are you having first, and why is it the line of Coke? Then elaborate on the order in which you'd consume and why. <laughs> so what did you say? There was a line of Coke? Yep. Yep, there was a Euro? Yep. And what else is there? An MDMA cap. Oh. Um, okay, well, I'm obviously doing line first, just because that's, you can't, I'm not going to let it sit there whilst I do the other things in front of it. It would just get so jealous. So I would smack the shit out of that. Actually, plot twist. I would empty out the MDMA cap and get a little line, right? I'd get two notes, mm-hmm. go and get them both. So get Coke and MD, and then I quickly, whilst I'm doing that, so I've just done it, then I quickly get Euro, and done. That's actually full on, come on. Like, that's next level stuff. But I think that that's something that I think we need to see on draft day, potentially just leading into the draft, maybe in the hour before. Is that something that you could do? That is something that can be arranged. We've actually, um, us to always come together and spoke about... Um, just trying to avoid the um, Euro slash, yeah, trying to avoid Euro just because of the, probably feel pretty average on draft day. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, uh, I guess, what we what we do over the weekend. Yeah, so it sounds like you're going to balance that party and pleasure, uh, sorry, that pleasure and like business as well at the same time. You've got to make sure that you're there to get yourself a good team as well as not going too far overboard. Is that what's the plan? Uh, oh, well, the plan of I actually messaged um, the guys probably about twenty, probably thirty minutes ago, saying we we do know we plan on not sleeping on the Saturday night, right? Like, so I just wanted to really set that straight. Um, and Gabe was, I didn't hadn't replied. Gabe was more than more than happy with that. Um, so we still will be giving it a red hot crack. I mean, we've got the wineries on the on a, a Friday night. We've got I think we're having a few beers heading out, and then. Saturday, we've got the wineries from 11, so we'll be drinking from early on, and that'll go all through till Sunday, I dare say. Um, and then, yeah, just go into the draft, I reckon. 
Um, so there will still be a lot of party, a lot of partying, a lot of entertainment. Um, and then I guess hit five o'clock, I'll probably be pretty fried and probably a good thing because then I'll back myself and just do what I do. Yeah, no, I think that that's the strategy that you have to go for, Cameron. You're an experienced veteran and you can probably make a, you know, something out of this without actually being there mentally, just physically. Is that true? Yeah, I agree. My, my brain's, I think, my, I feel like my brain's kind of gotten immune um, to, I've got a pretty bad memory at the moment. Like the last probably six months, especially, my memory's been like fried, which probably isn't that great. I've been meaning to get like, I don't know, maybe like a checkup to see if it's from concussions or or from just just going too hard at it but um but i just hope that when it comes to to draft day that my my brain it won't i know it won't be there but the, it'll be the lights are on but no one's home will be perfect a perfect um race for how i'll be over the whole weekend it's like where those two the monkeys with the symbols are just clapping 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 mm-hmm. just sort of smacking against each other But this is what's going to occur on draft day and this relates to exactly what we're talking about. And this is from an anonymous member who's asked me this and he wants to know, will the the goalies let you stay inside the house or is he an outside pet only? Uh, I need to double check with the um, the goalies because there actually won't be a lot of, like, there's not going to be any sleeping, as I said. So we'll probably spend a lot of our time outside. Um, we'll, <laughs> fuck you, Brew. If that was Brew that said that, I want Brew's fucking head. That was Brew. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. Fucking dog, man. You just but know yeah, that. I won't be staying anywhere. So, um, yeah, as I said, I won't even need a bed there on the weekend. Yeah. Um, so this is one that's come through from Matt Haynes. It's actually a late one. He says he's just finished footy and he really apologises for the late submission comment, but he wants you to rank your top three and bottom three performances at draft weekend. Like who's going to really scale new heights and who's just going to be piss poor? Um, all right, I'm just looking, just looking at the group right now to really, so I think bottom, bottom three, I'm pretty like confident with, um, so obviously, obviously, Jay's only going to be there for a certain period of time, which kind of hurts his ability to perform. Um, George, if George gets a brownie in him, see, George is one of those that if he gets a brownie in him, he can be the top three, but I don't think he's going to get a brownie in him, so he's going to be the bottom three. It's just such a fine line with George. Um, so I'm going to go lock in George with bottom three, and I'm probably going to lock in Brill with bottom three as well. Um, I just don't think he'll bring a whole lot of spark. Uh, he'll just be kind of, um, he'll be there just running the show, being the commissioner, making sure everything runs smoothly, but I don't think he'll actually be enjoying himself. Um, top three, I'm super, super excited for this young prospect. I want to see Mark at it. I mean, I've heard so many stories about him. Seems like a weapon. Yeah, seems like a genuine weapon, and I want to. I want him by my side at five, six, seven in the morning on Sunday morning, and it's as simple as that. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd love. I'd also love to see Gabe in fine form. Um, maybe if Gabe got got a, uh, maybe an Asian prostitute over again. I don't know, something like that, um, to try and rep, replicate his night. His Will that be allowed? Will that be allowed? Um. 
Oh, I'm sure we'd I'm I'm sure we'd be able to uh, cough up enough money to to get someone down there. Um, oh, I'm, if not, I'm sure Gay will be swiping, swiping, swiping on Tinder anyway. One hundred percent. And enough of the the debauchery, comma, and the antics of what's going to occur on the weekend. But really touching on the fantasy for this season, who's the person that you think is going to walk away with the best team on draft day? Who's going to walk away with the worst? Uh, best team on draft day. Oh, I just, I just, I just, I just can't see in turn. I just can't see George walking away with a good team. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm had so many different scenarios in my head where, oh, could he do this? Could he do that? And I just, do, I think whatever he does, he's gonna have like a shit team. And but I feel like it's gonna be like no one's gonna really think of it being a shit team because it's George and because it's his first first year being a head coach. Um, so I feel like it's just, that's just going to seriously fly under the radar. So I think George's team will be the worst team, but people aren't going to think that at the time because they'll say, oh, he did an okay like, draft for his first year, but really it's not the shittest team. Um, and in terms of best team, um, just looking at the group members... Mm. You know, Chad's Chad's done a lot of research this year, um, and I'd like I've heard some of his podcasts, and we listen to very similar podcasts. Which I don't know if that's a good thing for Chad or if it's concerning, but I'm going to go with Chad. I'll I'll back in um, back in family to to draft the best team. That's if he doesn't have his uh, gambling antics. I guess his gambling hat on. If he's got his fantasy hat on, it it could go again two ways. Um, but I think he's balanced. Are you concerned about, comma, your brother this season in terms of his balance between fantasy and punting? Uh, well, I personally hope that he has his punting hat on the whole year because, like, last year we tallied up, like, from doing all this shit that he was doing, made over, like, 10 grand, like, 10, 15 grand or whatever it was. Um, so I seriously hope he keeps his gambling hat on um and then look where it got him he got him to a sacco to a sacco ball which is um pretty fucking funny so um i'm not i guess i'm kind of concerned that he's going to lose or not make us as much money this year um because he's trying to get his fantasy team um there but yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes hopefully he gets his priorities straight um and kind of thinks about all of us and, and how much money we can make for fines in the end of year piss up and maybe just grab a, take a leaf out of my book for some entertainment and, um, and actually do something for the group rather than focus on fantasy. Has Chad been really studying hard this season? Has it been a balance between studying about how he's going to build his uh, DFS teams or whatever, his money ball side versus his actual team for the league this year? You, you, um, you're not quite as loud. You just kind of dropped out. But, yeah, Chad, um, he's been focusing a lot on his moneyball side. He tried talking to me about it a few weeks ago, and I was rattled. Um, which, again, it's probably good for everyone in the league because Chad's focusing on making money and, and the greater good for the league. But at the same time, um, is it going to be good for his fantasy? I'm not too sure. I mean, I've heard him listening to some podcasts, um, and saying he's taught him talking about his strategy, saying when he's going to get quarterback and this and that. 
Um, so obviously it's, it's in his head and, and he kind of knows what he wants to do. But yeah, it just all depends on, um, I guess, his, what, he's, what hat he's going to have on. His punting hat, fantasy hat. And can he bounce back from the lows that he went to after making the sacco bop? This season, has he been really putting in the work around the house to make sure that he can bounce back? Because he must have gone some, some, must have gone some really dark places. Oh, some seriously dark places. I mean, he he tried to originally play it off as like a bit of a joke, but he just couldn't. Like if if he had lost the Sacco Bowl, um, oh my God, it would have just killed him, uh, and I would have actually like he would have been on suicide watch for. For a while, um, and yeah, it would have just ruined his reputation. It would have ruined his name, his figure, like everything about it would have just etched into his brain, and it just wouldn't have been good for him mentally. Um, so yeah, I, I, he, I think because he hasn't, he didn't win the Sacco Ball, so he can kind of bounce back. But oh, if things went, if things went a different way, if Yoey happened to have a one fifty bomb week and, and beat Chad. Yeah, it, it would be all doom and gloom, I think, in the um, in the Comrade campus. And, um, and yeah, he'd be in trouble this year. Do you think that if things had gone the other way in a parallel universe and Yoey did put out the 150 bomb and Chad did win the Sacco Bowl, that maybe he could be the person that had left the league rather than Yoey that we saw? Um, that depends. We, we did actually ask Gabe that. Because if Gabe has slept with Sophia O'Loughlin, I'm not sure if anyone remembers her, but that was Chad's ex. So if Gabe um, had slept with her, then I dare say it'd be bye-bye, Chad Comodjani. Um, so we'll just have to wait on a confirmation from if Gabe has done that. Um, but if yeah, if he hasn't, then, yeah, who knows? It might have been another ex. And it might have been better. Gabe, the kind of bloke... And you know him pretty well as a fellow to go, a fellow brother that could try and snake someone's car. And this is a potential that he could try and slither in with Beck. Oh, he's, you just don't know with Asians, do you? You just, you just don't know with Asians. I mean, he could honestly do anything. He, I think he'd be the type of guy to try. Like I've, I've witnessed, I've witnessed <laughs> Gabe, I've witnessed Gabe out and about. So there's, there's a girl that's, um, that was one of Tori's best friends and, and she's got a partner that lives in like Spain or something like that. And I've witnessed Gabe trying to pick her up by licking his, licking his finger and giving her a wet willy and trying to get her attention by giving her a wet willy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's potential. I don't know if he'd do it to a brother, um, to a mate, but I know that, that he could potentially do that to, um, to yeah, partners. And can you dive a little deeper into the situation between Gabe and his former brother and founding member of the Degoe's, Jake Johansson? What really went down on that faithful night? Take us through. I, I, honest, I honestly don't know. And, that's, and that's, what, that's what kills me is that I actually don't know. So I've asked Mac and I've asked Gabe and, and they don't give me a whole lot. And I, um, yeah, I, I actually wanted to, wanted to get to the bottom of... Wanted to get to the bottom of everything. Um, but, yeah, I don't know many details. And what's behind the story of the photo of yourself and Emily, comma? At the Ramsgate? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was just a night that um, I, I, saw her, I saw her there and, um, and she kept 
just saying I was a good egg. She said I was a good egg, and I said, oh yeah, um, yeah, like you're a good egg as well, and whatnot. And then I'd bring up, and I'd bring up, I'd bring up Gabe, and she'd say like she she'd say oh, f- like fuck him or I don't want to fucking speak about him or. Um, and I was like, oh, can you can you like elaborate on the night out with like if there was anything going on, uh, like with your Gabe or if you'd seen him out or spoken to him? And she said, I don't want to talk about like I don't want to talk about him and shit like that, um, which I found pretty funny. And that was kind of just where where it ended. And then I uh, then I made way and got a burrito and um, yeah, here I am. Yeah, and then you know you chased a girl down Henley Square and. Kissed her around the corner and then chased her home, screaming, Comma, let's go. <laughs> Comma's getting the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I remember that night. That's I one of your finer that. stories, Comma, and I think the people want to get to know you a little bit on a, a more deeper level. Can you explain the story about the night? You might have been 19 at the time where you yeah. chased a girl down Henley Square and you, her mum, I think, might have found you and you had to run out of her house or something. Yes, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I um there's a yeah, I I don't know, we were talking in the Rammy for a bit, left the Rammy and, and yeah, she I didn't chase her. I chased her down the street, whatever. I chased her down. Uh, and eventually we would she was saying she's going home, whatever, and um she's kinda of playing hardball and then eventually went home together and she said, Yeah, no one will be home, whatever and um was in her room and um and yeah, then her mum came home and was like, what the fuck is he doing here? And then, and then I kind of just bolted and, or I didn't bolt, she kind of like walked me out and then I started running home because I was kind of shit scared. Um, and and yeah, filmed the whole run home and had a little chant going on. I'm sure Gat or someone has the video and had a little chant going home and yeah, ran from, I don't know, I don't know where it was. It was probably like three or four Ks from home. Um, ran to one of the boys' houses, had a few more drinks there, and I think they were smashing names to be honest. And then, um, and then from there again, I was there for like a couple of hours, and then I went home, ran home from there again. So had a little pit stop, couple of pit stops on the way um, for some in- enjoyment. But yeah, that was a uh, probably a a low night for me. A Did you get the job done, brother? No, I didn't. Yeah, which is um, even more disappointing because I didn't. Um, and that's probably why it was a low night. And as we all know, Comma, you're a fair bit of a weapon back in the day before you found Tori as well. You used to have a good run there with the ladies. Uh, how's that been treating you since you've been out in your own in the last few months or has your party boy antics turned the women away? Well, <laughs> I think my party boy antics have, have turned women away. Um yeah, my brain hasn't really been thinking thinking that way. I've just kind of uh, been getting pretty pretty fried, pretty uh, cooked. And, and, yeah, people either look at me and say, what the fuck? Or um, they'll try to talk to me and I'll just be, like, just staring at them type thing. Um, so, yeah. What's well, going through your brain at those times? Like, are you just feeling like you're the king of the castle and, and no one can touch you? Well, I don't know. Like one one night, I was at the Rami, um, or had the races, and then like we got pretty fucking centre and um, went to the Ramsgate. Was at the Rami till close, and then I was with Harry Sibley, and and he was like, "Oh fuck, let's just go to um, let's just go to Fat." So we ended up. It was like 
two two twenty in the morning and we ended up like getting another and and going to fats together and no shit i got to fats at 258 and i was there till 5 30 i didn't say a single word i was just there and like i couldn't like i was wanting to join in a conversation but i just couldn't i don't know what goes on i just go full silent i'm there i'm like having a good time but i'm not there so you are enjoying yourself. I guess that's the main thing that matters in, in all of this really. Come on. Yes. Yeah, that is right. So Mitch Mead, there is plenty, plenty of reward and enjoyment that comes from this life, my brother. I think you should return to life. But like you mentioned at the start of the podcast, you said, fuck me, but what's your take on me trying to split the goes up? Like, do you think that he maybe wishes he was you, Comer, and he wants to maybe remove you and, and take over your role as the party boy in the league? A hundred percent. I feel like I feel like media's going to be really pushing for me to OD this week, so he can just slide straight in, um, slide straight into the goes and pretend like like they didn't notice anything. Um, but you know what? Him him coming at us, it's we enjoy it because then we can we can hurt him, we can bully him and pick on him, and and we don't have to feel bad about it. Not that we ever would feel bad about it, but it's just more incentive to um, to yeah really get into his get under his skin is there a chance that you may we may lose you comma you could end up like mac miller or you could end up like uh lil pump or jim morrison or Jimi hendrix potentially this weekend uh, i was leaning more towards the juice world um yeah. rest in peace to to everyone that was just mentioned especially juice my boy but um yeah leaning more towards the juice world so there's there is a possibility um, I mean, I have said that this is this is the last weekend that I can really have a full blowout because then we've got another week or two weeks and it's finals. So I said this will be the week where I have a full blowout, give it all I've got, um, and then, you know, what it'll be will be. And you touched on Juice World, comma. That's also another person via the name Mitchell Mead's favourite rapper. What do you have to say about that? Can there only be one Juice World number one fan? There can only ever be one, Meaty. Um, and unfortunately, that ain't you, my man. So I've, I've actually seen Juice live. I've seen him when he was alive again. Rest in peace, Juice. Um, but yeah, yeah, the bloke's iconic. And do you think that the song Righteous probably resonates with you the most, comma, when Juice World's sitting there talking about taking medicine to fix all of the damage, his anxiety is the size of the planet, holes in his skull over time and his heart's over ice. Is that you right now? Yeah, that um, that sounds very, very familiar. Um, also, also, I kind of live by when Juice, Juice says, you know, doing cocaine with his black friends and doing codeine with his white friends. I mean, I also resonate well with, with that line. And is that almost like, you and the Dugowies, the complex, you're doing cocaine with your, your white friends, which is Gib, I guess he's white Asian. You're doing codeine with your black friend, which is Dimmer. Other way around, yeah. however you want to look, yeah. Yeah, other way around. But yeah, yeah, that kind of, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the the perspective that I look at it and how I interpret it, yep. And who do you like more, Dimmer or Gib? Uh, oh, you know, I've had a long, long history with, um, Dimas, I've had a very, very long history with him that probably can't be um, can't be broken. Gibbs, Gibbs, obviously my boy, but part Asian kind of kid was that a little bit um, 
like he's is he he's Jap or I don't know, he's probably Jap. Um, he's Thai so, or something. Yeah. Same thing. I couldn't split him. I mean, I wouldn't be a part of the guys if it was just Gibbon. I wouldn't be a part of the guys if it was just myself and Dimas. Um, I'll only be there if it's the three of us. So, yeah. No, I think that it's an organisation comment that's just really gone from strength to strength. And the way that you were able to pull yourself through Mead's conspiracy uh, was fantastic. But you mentioned that Mead's conspiracy was crap. Did you actually listen to it or did you fall asleep through it like I did while I was hosting? No shit, like it just kept going on and on. And I like, do you know how on um, Spotify it's got like you can backtrack 15 seconds or you can skip for 30 seconds? Or, um, and I, I like it would skip, I'd skip and then like think it's the end and you start talking about something else. And then he brings back the conspiracy. And I was like, is this blog for real? Like, Fuck me, get off our dicks. It makes no sense because he sent it to me one night. He's like, I've got this conspiracy about the goies and how it happened. He sent me this message. It was like three hours long. And I was like, I didn't even read that. Ha <laughs> ha, that was, that was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. that? Like, how many, uh, how many brownies yeah. did he have? <laughs> oh, mate. He's obviously, Sheba's taken over. Sheba's by his lap, just touching him with a stick and tell, ask him to throw it. I think that's what's going on. And he's just not all there. I don't, you, I honestly, yeah, it just would not stop. Are you haunted by Shiva? Haunted. That night, I'll never ever forget that night. That night, well, like I've been fucked up before and it wouldn't be my, the, the most I've been, but it would be the, like I was there and I felt like I was on top. I felt like I was a soul that was like out of my body and I was watching myself and I'd, we just couldn't do anything. We were just sitting there in a circle. All, all Pitsy's doing is just popping his collar, saying about <laughs> if he had Mark Henry on his side, popping his collar. I looked to my left and uh, Dimis is vomiting. I looked to my right and Chad's vomiting. Or I'm vomiting my left. And we're all just sitting there in our seat and just couldn't move. It was, it was something that like I never want to experience again but at the same time I'd, I'd want to do it again this weekend and like, do you think Liam might have laced you or do you just think you had too much oh well just so Jesse Lee's a little bit of a stoner and he had he had half of one and he said he probably got like eight or nine out of ten whack and we had like one and a half so <laughs> fuck me. what did Liam not say this is the dosage size or this is how much you meant to have no well he got it from a, he bought it from random so we didn't even know and we had it, and we were just like looking at it. And, oh, I'm, I'm like battling hard, and I've just got Liam like rubbing my back, saying, just ride it out, my brother. Like, it'll be all right, man. Just ride it out. And we're all just like there. It, it, probably, it probably didn't help the fact doing a, um, having a little sneaky lime before and then, and then having that after. That wouldn't have, been a, wouldn't have helped. But. Have you ever been that scared in your life? Uh, no, nah, that, that's probably... The most scared I've ever been. Yeah, that was that was fucked. And you can tell all the bo- like all the boys that experienced it. I'm just so glad that Meadie got to experience it the next night and that Brewer got to experience it the next night because they now know what we we're feeling. And when when I saw Brewer and Meadie crawling crawling to the tent to try and like save them, yeah, and knowing that knowing how they felt, and I was just there drinking and like pretty cooked, but like they're just watching them. Yeah, it was 
it was a great watch. It's better you than them, but talking about this week's draft, Gabe has sent a message saying that if you're staying for three nights, you'll be charged $150 for accommodation. Uh, you'll be charged $110 for two nights and so on and so on. And you've mentioned that you shouldn't be paying anything because you're coming as a visitor. Uh, how, how's that going to work? I stand by that. I'm literally popping in as a guest on Friday, leaving on Monday. But if I'm not going to sleep, if I'm not going to use a bed, what, what should I be paying for? You pay to stay over a night. You pay to sleep over for the night. So um, if you choose to sleep, you choose to pay. And how many more seasons do you think you can sustain this level for, comma? Because you've gone to new heights in the last year. Uh, I feel like... I feel like I've got a good at least maybe three or four years left in me of really solid. Depends, I guess, if I find, if I find a misser. If I, if, if I find a misser, if I got back with Tory, then um, I might struggle to really sustain that, to have my the party boy antics and the partner antics. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to give me at least a couple more years. So a few more years with uh, with bad boy. Well, fingers crossed, Connor, that you can survive the next few years. I think you've got a little bit of fun left in you and you can eventually chill out and maybe become principal of the school that you're working at and be a model citizen and take young kids under your wing and really nurture them to become future stars of the Sandful, like yourself. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, one of the great all-round fantasy managers of our time. Uh, before I thank you for coming on the pod and let you go, Connor, who's your prediction to win this year? My prediction to win it this year. Do you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back Mark to have a strong year. Um, I'm gonna back Mark to have a strong year. Obviously, I'm gonna be um, back in the Dugowies, the three of us, to to be fighting hard. But um, I think I think Mark after last year, he had a pretty solid solid year last year. Um, so yeah, I think he can he can uh, really. I guess, build off that. I do agree with you, Connor, because the way he came into the league, he didn't really know anyone other than Gabe, and he, he hit the ground running. He was super competitive. I think he was top four from memory, and there was a point there where we thought maybe he could, he could steal it. So I think the $8 odds on offer is quite a good bet for Mac to win this season. But on the flip side, do you think Pitsy's a shoe in to win the soccer, or could it be Evan Macca? Uh, look, it would be, be a tough, tough cut. It would be a tough... Um, little dog fight, a tough call between those two. Mac is obviously, yeah, he has he scores points and but he just loses. Like he can score 150 and he'll still lose. And you know you'd say that's unluck, but maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe you just need to, you just need to pick and choose when you score really well to get those wins. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be Pitsy. Pitsy will be the low the low low light of the year. I think. Do you think Pitsy? Do you think Pitsy should have got a team this year? Do you think that we should have maybe spent a bit more time looking externally to see who we can bring in? I think we could have, we could have looked externally, but at the same time, like he really wanted it, and and he's in Santa Dimas all year in Santa. Everyone, how much he wanted a team. So I mean, you know, if he really wanted it, fuck kudos. Let's let him. Let's let him go. Let's let him spread his wings. And if he flunks it, he flunks it, and everyone laughs at him. If he doesn't, we say, you know, well done. Maybe you were ready. So um, that, that's on his back. He's the one that really wanted it. So we've given him the opportunity. Now he just needs to put the uh, runs on the board. 
Well, enough of Pitsy. Before I let you go, Conrad, I just want to run through a segment that I've been getting a lot of people to join me to do, and this is the time-honoured boom or bust. I'm going to run yep. through all the members of the league, and you're going to give me a boom or bust. I'm going to kick things off with your brother, Chad Com, Tone Gianni Senior. Sweet. Boom. Gay Burden. Boom. Lockie McDonald and Ed. Bust. Jake Com. Boom. Mitch Mead. Bust. Isaac Brill and Gap. Bust. Dimas. Bust. Jaden. Jaden's a tough one. Bust. You probably already answered this one, but Matt Haynes. Boom. Liam Phillips. Boom. Just because I feel like maybe he's not meshing any of us because he's doing his study. I like it. It's a good theory. He won't even come on the podcast, maybe in case he accidentally leaks some of his mm. theories and, and we can capitalise on him. But uh, Pitsy. Bust. And last of all, myself. Uh, I'll give you just because five-time finalists and you haven't brought it up this show once and I'm super stoked that you hadn't, so I'm going to say boom. Well, that's a thing, Comet. You did well there and almost dodged a bullet because if you had said bust, I would have said, how can I respect a five-time finalist? It's a, it's a boom yeah. every, every single season. But I'm, I'm going to be running that into the ground this year and I think that, like I said to Macca last night, I'll be a six-time. It's just inevitable. And my goal is to be 10-time, 15-time, 20-time. Um, I still haven't gotten over that time that you beat me in the semi-final with the kickers incident in the uh, Colts game, but we'll move on from that. To be yeah, fair, good karma, though. You ended up going on losing the chat in the final, so it was. Uh, yeah. I think it worked out well. But, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me tonight, Conor. I think we've got some really good stuff out of you. You've been good value. Plenty of banter, a bit of seriousness as well, but is there anything you want to leave uh, the league on tonight? Uh Oh, look, I'm just going to say that the goalies are, um, are here to take over this weekend and we're pretty much going to run the show. So um, if you get in our way, fuck yeah. Hopefully media tries to get in our way because we really want to bully him this week. Um, but let's just have a real entertaining week, get up and about, put the draft aside, put the draft aside and just have some fun antics, I think, on the Saturday and um, Saturday Arvo, Saturday nights into Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, fuck, super excited. And one last one. Will there be any voice memos this season? Absolutely. If oh, there's going to be an almighty roar when I beat Chad in the first in the Common Bowl in the first game. Um, if if I ever do go back to go to one and one and five um, or one and six, whatever I was, which was it was a tough tough time for me mentally. Um, if I ever do go back to that and I do get a win, oh, there's going to be another big voice memo. Can you recreate that one for us right now on the podcast? The original two and five. I'm fucking back, bitches. Yeah, it says, oh, oh, finally something goes my motherfucking way. Two and five, bitches. Two and five. I'm fucking back, bitches. And that's how we'll end it. <laughs>